guys thank you so much for joining another episode of the candy show you know i am your host candy guys we got a great special guest in the building i have not seen or even spoke to my guests i know at least since 2009 yeah it's been a long time it's been a long time guys i want you to welcome indianapolis own female rapper miss sydney sid blaine welcome 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 yeah i think the last time i saw you might have been a door show at the boys and girls center 2009 was the reason why I know that because we were um, in that same year where we did Candy Productions did their hair and fashion show event. So, wow, this is crazy. We live in the same city. <laughs> why? Yeah. I, why do you so long? I've just been so busy. Um, a lot of things have happened personally, like life life took over and um that's one thing as a independent artist and especially a local artist that people don't take into consideration is that sometimes you gotta handle your responsibilities like as much as you love your dream you love your crap you still gotta step up to the plate and, and do what you gotta do so i've been doing a lot of stepping up since you saw me last and just getting back to that point you know where i'm on the brink of ready being ready to get back out there Okay. Thank you guys so much for joining. Check this out. My guest, like I said before, haven't seen her since 2009. I haven't talked to her since 2009, but let's take it back. 2009, uh, I knew you as Skills P. Yes. And for those who has not seen, like, I had to make sure I had to bring that, that old clip back where you did that bars. Like, you, you just... Wow. He said, you well, hold up, hold up. You, you giving them too much. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what happened. And, you know, from 2009, tell a little bit about yourself. You're here from Indianapolis. You're a female rapper. Let's go from there. And then how did you connect with Cutbox, ENT, et cetera? Okay. So to start it off, um, I was introduced to Carlos, DJ AI, uh, Los, um, by my Uncle Marlon. And after meeting him, it, it just took off from there. You know, like, we're still close. We like family now. He went from my producer and engineer to my DJ. And we've, we've made a lot of great music together, like the song you were playing, Go Girl, which was a song that I made for my cousin after she had uh, graduated college. Um, I re released a solo product, project. I did a couple of features, a couple of covers since then, but really work can get in the way, like doing what I do for work, um, working five, six, seven days a week, but I always stay current with the shows and I stopped performing because one thing about indie is there are a lot of venues that really make money off the artists, but don't put the artists in a position to make more money. So for a while, like we were at the Emerson Theater all the time and whether it was me on the ticket or Early Riser, you know, and Carlos and Iceman, we were selling our tickets, but it was kind of like a pay to play thing. So the last show I did at the Emerson Theater, I opened up for K Camp, but it's kind of like a slap in the face when you're the one that's that's bringing the crowd for them, and then it's like the kickback you get is so small, and then you want 
you know, the DJ to DJ your sets for this certain amount of money. And then I'm not even in a position to meet these artists or shake hands with these artists that I'm paying this money and selling these tickets, doing this grunt work to pack your venue. I'm not even getting to meet these artists and have a conversation with them. Um, in addition to that, my mother uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And so I said that I was going to scale back on doing a lot of things um, in order to be present. So one thing I did do that I was glad I did, um, I, I met somebody named Anitra Malone. And that's where I went from Skills B to Sydney Blaine. Like, may she rest in peace, but her Instagram name is I Go By My Real Name. And she was always like, Sydney Blaine just sounds like a superstar name. Like, your name is good by itself. You know, maybe it's time to switch it up and evolve and, and go into that character. So I started going by Sydney Blaine. Well, so, so be, before you go on, but how did you connect with e, uh, Cutbox ENT? Because were you the only female at the time? Uh, no, at the time I met Carlos, he had other female artists on uh, Cutbox, mm -hmm. but they were singers. They weren't really rappers. Tell everybody a little bit about Cutbox ENT at the time, back then, what Cutbox represented at the time. Oh, that was so, so long ago. I mean, <laughs> we had a variety of different artists. Um, Day Day, CC, Caked Up Click, that was Day Day, B-Boy, and uh, DJ B. Um, we had P. Gunna. Ashley was singing with Cutbox at the time. Uh... Deja Day was singing briefly. With so you guys had a whole roster yeah, a whole of different roster, talent. A, a huge variety of talent. Uh, some of the old songs can probably still be found on YouTube, like We Own by Cutbox ENT. And I think some of my older, older tracks from Lyrical Perspective can be found on there. But I just met Carlos in, in 2009 and been working with him ever since. So you automatically hit it? You, yeah. you automatically hit off? Okay. If the wow. water changes, all the roster changes and everything, like, me and Carlos have stayed close. I noticed that your uh, Instagram actually has a little bit of the cut box, eat the cut box, um, what's the word I want to say? The cut box history. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. If, nice. If, you, if you scroll through my page, aside from all the memes and stuff, you can see old pictures, old videos. Um, like, I, I even got pictures from shows that I can't even remember that <laughs> we did <laughs> somewhere on the internet. Uh, YouTube as well has a lot of the cut box history, but it's just been a a blessing to, to be able to connect with somebody who loved music as much as I did. And then somebody that that you can trust, like that that felt like home and felt like family. Cause I'm at Pyro Track Studio right now, which is my older cousin Pyro, and that's what got me started doing music. You know, when I was younger, um, like small, probably like four or five years old, in the Indiana Boom Babies pageant, wrote my first song for me, and um, Cutbox was the only other place that felt like family, felt like home, felt like I was somewhere I could trust. Cause in this industry, especially for women, um, it's a, a lot of people want to take advantage of you, you know. So, to 
do music, you know, especially with the man and the climate that we're in and in the, the rap industry that can respect you as a person for who you are and stuff like that, that, that meant a lot. And that's why I never strayed away from Carlos. You know, he never asked me to change my colors or be something that I wasn't. Like, it was just natural, organic music. And it's been good, good music. You know, it helped put me in a, helped put me in a light for a lot of people to notice me and connect me with other people who connected me with other people who connected me with other people. So I'm always going to be grateful and loyal to Cutbox and AI for that. And you got some bars now. Uh, you know, back then on that last post, just to give you guys a little bit of background for those who are just joining, I have Miss Sydney Sid Blaine, female rapper here from Indianapolis, Indiana. We go way back. We actually haven't spoken or even seen each other since 2009. So the last time, Sid, that we connected, I busted a beat just like straight just freestyle. And the crazy thing was is that after looking at that whole entire clip, I was like, dang, that looks so rehearsed. Like from the the when I broke it down the beatbox and then when Carlos was doing this and then it was just like you flow right along with the tr like that was tight. <laughs> now tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Was that already written or was that just like a straight off the dome flow? Uh, I feel like you're talking about where we were sitting at the round table and yes. that was probably something that was already written. Any, any artist, um, you have your freestyle artists and then you have your artists who write, but when it's time to be on camera like this and you, you want to be prepared and you don't want to mess up, you want to make sure what you give you deliver. So more than likely that was something that was written for moments like that, just to be able to rap off the top of, uh, of your head if somebody asks you to rap uh, or, you know, to spit something, quote unquote, which is something that artists hear a lot. You want to have something ready that you're not fumbling all over your words. Like, I never want to get out there and say I'm, I'm freestyling and then it's trash. You know, the whole time I'm thinking I'm killing it is whack. So if you want to see me uh, and you ask me to spit something, I'm going to spit something so you can see what type of artist I am because if I try and freestyle and fumble it, then people will be like, oh, she sucks. You know what I mean? Like, she's trash. She can't even freestyle, make it past a few bars, which I tried the freestyle thing. I did scribble jams a long, long time ago. Uh, now, where was that at? What is that? Say it's, that again. It was called scribble, scribble jams. It was a, like, freestyle battle. Okay. Yeah, so I did that a long time ago in a... I think I made it through my first round and probably lost in the second. Um, it was an experience, but freestyling is something that I'd rather do for fun, not to be serious. Like, when I'm serious, I'd rather put the, the pen on the paper and really get it going. Did you or have you performed anywhere outside of Indianapolis? Um, so we, we did a show in St. Louis. Um... I did, I performed at a halftime show when I was younger in a rap group uh, for an ABA basketball team, the Kentucky Colonels. Uh, me and my oh. cousin, Thomas James, we uh, we performed at their halftime show. Um, Jermaine Dupree was supposed to be there, so we did a uh, remix to Welcome to Atlanta, but we did it, it was called Welcome to the Ville. Um, 
What else have I done shows that? Now, while you're thinking of that, the question that I want to ask you is that you started off talking about the issues that Indianapolis had or has mm -hmm. when it comes to paying to perform and then not being able to most likely you're opening up for a national recording artist and then not being able to connect with them now did you find that happening the whole entire time or was it just with certain shows were you able to prosper in some of those and make some kind of connections so that's what i was saying about anitra malone i started performing for her at the right on poetry poetry spot it was small it was cozy it was eclectic and then one day she said, you know, I'm going to give you your own show. I want you to headline it. And that was the first person who booked me for a show as a headliner and put money in my pocket to do that show. The Emerson Theater and these these clubs, you know, that bring these artists here and like, you want to open up for them, give us some money. And and that's what it is. Like, yeah, this big artist is coming in town and of course you want to perform at the club and open up for them in front of everybody. But what happens is, They'll charge you anywhere from five hundred to two, three thousand dollars, sometimes even more than that, to open up for an artist. And they put you on stage before the clubs even filled with people. The artist comes in, raps for ten minutes, taking away the money that you paid. You didn't get the exposure or anything. Didn't get to meet them. Didn't get to shake hands. The most you'll probably get is a picture. You know what I mean? To put on your page, but that was it. And I just felt like. I was being taken advantage of. And if that was the case and I was going to spend thousands of dollars to open up for somebody, I might as well spend thousands of dollars to bring somebody here, whether it's a C-list rapper, excuse me, or a D-list rapper, have my own venue and do my own show. You know, like you can bring somebody that's just starting off because YouTube and TikTok is making small names, big names now. And you can have your own show and make your own money to reinvest in your craft. But every time I would pay to play, I was just basically spending money to rap, and then that's it. I, I was paying to get on stage and, and perform in front of people rather than having music pay me. So there are some people that will hit me up to perform now, and, like, depending on who it is, you know, yeah, I'll do your show. But if I don't really know you like that or I hear you do bad business, the first thing that I'm going to ask now is what's your budget? And I encourage every artist when people ask you, do you want to open up for them? Start saying what's your budget because that lets people know you're not doing this for fun, that this is a real business. You want to get paid for this. This is your dream. This is how you feed your kids. This is how you put food in your mouth, you know, because other than that, a lot of people just think this is a hobby because you do it on a local level. Mm, that's some great advice. That's some great advice. And actually that you can take that advice and apply it to a lot of things too. Oh, yeah. Wow. So tell us a little bit about your style prior to you changing over to from um, skills B to Sid. Did you change your style up? Um, I've grown so much as an artist, as a woman, you know, as a person over the years. So I'm still raw and uncut. Um, I don't really have the squeaky clean lyrics although i do have some songs that are no profanity and things like that but i can say that my ability to to put reality into a song and have it raw and uncut has not changed 
although the way I see the world has changed. So as an artist, I see things differently. So I speak about different things now. You know, starting out, when you think that, you know, you're going to make it big and you're going to be like these artists out here, you rap about stuff that you don't have or, or stuff that you want or maybe that you would get if one day you got a lot of money. But as you grow older and you just love music and you do it because you love it, you start to rap more about your real life. So it's still raw and gritty, but it's more real life than that fantasy. When I get big, I'm going to have this and have that. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's more realistic. So uh, I think that was another thing I benefited from, um, taking the space that I needed these past few years. I, I've done some features. Um, like the Queen remix with Kiana Wiley, which she she's either just dropped another project or she's about to drop another project. I did that one. I've done some features with my boy Jazz. But sitting back let me observe the world around me, observe the people around me, and it gave me more things to talk about. So now that I'm getting back into it, you know, I have a wider scope. So I can reach mm -hmm. a, a bigger audience, a, a bigger audience, because everybody doesn't want to hear you rapping about, you know, fighting, shooting the club up, or game banging, or selling drugs, or what you gonna do to take money from this person? How you gonna sell sex? Da 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 da. Some people just want to hear real life music, and so I can still do both, but I'm grateful that I've been able to see things that give me more things to talk about. So come on now. Come on, tell your testimony. Tell it, tell it. Wow. Woo. Got me over here with the shivers, cause because <laughs> when you, when you, when when you um, when you're blessed to still be here and be able to see a lot of things, you don't have to actually go through them. But most definitely, if you go through them, it makes for greater content. Right. Um. But it allows you to just start looking at things and not just one angle and realize, okay, well, he or she's going through this or, you know, let's be honest, we're all going through 2020 right now. You know, oh, everything God. going on with the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> 20, you know. 2020 has been crazy. Um, like I said, when, when, my, when my mom passed, it really sat me down. Um, I just didn't have, have it in me to, to do the music. Um, I didn't have it in me to make the words make sense on the page, but I took that time and, and started investing the energy I did have in myself. Um, I've been working on losing weight, so I can't get back on the stage because I was eating my emotions. So I'm down like 50 pounds from January to now. Um, and just getting myself in a space where I'm mentally fit to do music because, you know, like I, I experienced that loss and it changed me, you know, it changed who I wanted to be around. It changed what I wanted to do. And now I feel that motivation in me, like, okay, keep doing it because she wouldn't want you to stop, you know, keep doing it because you got your sister here who saw you do music her whole life, has loved your songs her whole life. And she wants to know when are you going to perform again? When are you going to rap again? When are you going to do this or that? So um, I've been building myself back up to come out, you know, and, and be not only who I once was, but a step above that, you know, but you just, you you got to do it in order. One thing uh, early told me, early riser, he was like, don't let the internet rush you. And a lot of people let the internet rush them. 
you got people that will record six songs and put out a six song EP just because they feel like they have to have something out. And them six songs may not even be the best six they have, but this is what you put out there. And so now this is what people are going to take you as rather than be patient, record 20 songs, choose your best 10, you know, and put out something solid that's good. I don't want to just put something out there because I have something for right now. Unless it's like a cover or something like that, you know, rapping over an industry beat. But as far as a project, I want it to be good. I want it to be worth something, you know, and, and meaningful. So. Now, you spoke a little bit about losing your mother. I want to say it. I definitely want to say, you know, my prayers and thoughts continue to go out to you and your family. Um, you know, I kind of expressed going through the same thing. I know. Uh, not really you know, a loss in my family and I get it and I totally understand how it is to try to just jump back to reality. It's hard for some people. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, if it wasn't for music, I don't know what I would be doing right now. Yeah. You know. I agree. So this this between music and the candy show and just knowing that I have the desire to help people, I think that's what's getting and not think, I know this is what's getting me through each and every day. Yeah. Um, your mom, she was very, um, I, I didn't realize how um, a, I don't want to say popular, but a well-known person she was to the community. Yeah. My mom has touched so many lives. I mean, you know, like my cousin, whose studio I'm at right now, I used to work with them, and she had a singing group back in the 90s called Image. And uh, my mom was close to them, used to get them together. So, of course, when I started doing music, she stayed on me and getting me together. But rather, you needed somebody to help you write a resume so you could get a job or somebody to help you with your homework so you could get a degree. Like, my mom help put so many people on better paths in their lives that when she passed, it was so much gratitude, you know what I mean? And love being shown at her services. I think her wake, we probably had like 400 of the many obituaries, but like within the first hour of her wake, we were out. Like mm -hmm. Crown Hill was, was so crowded for my mom. St. Monica's was crowded for my mom. Her, funeral procession was so long they did they were like we should have had more police escorts um and even before she passed when she was at the hospital like people were just showing up and the nurse was like is your mom famous i was like no but she never burned bridges and she always if she had an opportunity to make a friend she made a friend you know that that was who my mother was she wasn't standoffish or selfish or too good or stuck up she was a humble down to earth just all around good person you know, so I'm I'm lucky because all the love that people have for her has been the love that's been surrounding me and my sister and my stepfather since she's passed. And that's been helping get us get us through. You know what I mean? That that was the strength when we didn't have it. Yeah, and when I was younger, I mean she had me in piano lessons, drum lessons, I played the cello. I was recording songs, um, her and my cousin helped get me and my cousin that I was in a group with, we had to sit down with Dallas Austin. I mean, my mom saw what I wanted to do and really helped invest in me, you know, as a child to do that. And, and I'm grateful for it because a lot of kids, 
you know, have dreams and parents either one don't want to support them or two, they can't. But my mom always was going to make a way, whether she was working three jobs and going to school, like she was still going to make sure I got done what I needed to get done. So. And I can tell she was your biggest supporter. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know? I can definitely tell. Uh, yeah, I did a show. Now, you, go ahead. I was going to say, I, 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 the last show she came to of mine was Wordplay, and I did that with Mariah Ivy, uh, Boogie Gorman, Manon Voice, Allison Victoria, um, and we had it down at the Arts Garden, and we packed it out. Like, we sold out the show, ran out of chairs, had to put chairs up the stairs and everything, but my mom coming there and bringing my little sister and her being able to see me perform that last time has always stuck in my head because I know she was proud. You know what I mean? Like there are, there are certain moments I can revisit looking back that I know she was proud of me. So, and, and like, like you said, being a supporter, this is somebody who's going through chemo and, and still having energy to, to come out and show up for me. So, yeah. Definitely a huge support. And when you changed over from skills B to Sid, did your you said your lyrics kind of still kind of stayed the same, but at the same time you still evolved in some of the material. Mm -hmm. Now, did you always rap about your your sexuality no then no okay. so you know back in 0807 i think i had one friend who was out in the open and i wasn't like hiding in the closet you know behind the clothes you could clearly see that i just was who i was was, was a lesbian didn't like men this that and the third but i never wanted to put out a song that would only have one audience so i used to try and write things to be broader but I think I was like maybe probably in my twenties or something like that. And I was just like, forget it. I'm not about to make it seem like it, it ain't what it is no more or, or try and say a minute or go around it. So I just started putting a reel out there. I I let it be known. You know, coming out for me, um, cause I didn't really date anybody in high school. So I was like nineteen when that happened. You know, I just told both my parents because I felt like they was the only people that needed to know as far as who wanted to have questions and wanted to have a conversation about it. And I felt like everybody else, I didn't owe a conversation about it and just started living in my truth and took off from there. Like, people still embraced me for who I was. I still got credit for, you know, my, my bars and my lyrics and my performance. And everything was good. You know, it, it didn't have the negative effect that I thought it would. And see, when I had noticed last year, because I had went to, what is it, Indie Pride Week, and there was that performance that last year, mm -hmm. I went there to support one particular artist and group, but then I met someone else who happened to be a person on the show a couple of times. Shout out to Darnell Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I like and that. I saw your, your picture that you had performed. And I was like, dang, had I known, I would have stayed to see you perform. Yeah. Are you talking about at so, uh, Wabash? It, it, was, it was here, but it was downtown. Um, actually, it was on the west side. It was on the west side. Okay. Indy Indy Pride. Pride. 
I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. So the thing was is that I was like, okay, had I known, I would have stayed to support you. Now, tell me a little bit about your performances um, lately since you decided to come on back. Because um, you mentioned Kiera. Yeah, Say it Kiera again. Whitley. Okay, yes, I saw that. I noticed you were in her video. I noticed that. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the collabos and what have you been doing as far as um, branching out to get back into the scene? Um, so I always keep I always keep it open that if you want a feature, I'm always down and willing to do a feature. And uh, ever since wordplay, like the other female MCs or really just MCs, because I know they hate you know, the old female MC things, but like those are my sisters, you know what I mean? So anytime any one of them needs something, you need a verse for a song, you want to do this, shoot a video, which that was my first video I ever shot, you know, so it, it, it it's kind of like a growing experience for all of us. That was also the first song that Keanu ever rapped on, you know, and, and, and you help each other get through things. And We've done shows together. We performed that song at Illusions. Um, like, a lot of people love that song because it was great and it was good for Black women. Um, performing and reaching out to more people, like uh, Indy Crowd at the Park. Not only did, was I able to perform there, but one year at Pride, I got to open up for Big Frida. And when I say that was one of the best experiences ever, you know, I didn't feel like, they took all my money or, you know, did me wrong, just used me to pack their event. Like, that was really a good show. Um, it was a great experience at the Pan Am Plaza. Uh, where else have I performed at? Uh, I I performed that song, Go Girl. Thank, thank God for having a clean song. That's a go-to. At, um, like, a women's event that was at the Tinker House, which is like a coffee spot. You know, um, Deja Day is still... She she's she's um coordinating events now and she's had an open mic called Spill. And that's downtown at the Metro and that's where I've really been at. Uh, you know, just making sure I still got it and I, I can still perform and deliver it is at open mics. You know, that piece open mic or spill have been my go to's. And spills at Metro, open mic, uh, that piece open mic, the last time I went was at the library, you know, pre-COVID. I know people have tried to do some virtual things, but with my work schedule, I can't always get on the camera like this, so. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I've always kept that door open. I never completely shut it, but as far as working on a personal project, because that takes a lot more than just doing a feature, you know, I just, that that was what I had to chill out on was, was the personal projects, but the features, I mean, I've always made myself available for features. So. Have you always written all your lyrics? Yes, always. Did yeah, you I'm, have any, did I go have ahead. Did you have any um, hand in any of the productions of any of the projects that you were either featured on or just your your projects themselves, your songs? Um, one thing I learned from Pyro is being vocal in the studio. So the most I'd ever put in on my production is uh, I already have a good voice, you know, untouched in the studio and I have a good voice live. But if people try and throw effects on my voice that I don't like, I'd be like, no, nah, you can take that out. 
you know what I mean? Or when I'm recording, most times I try and have it memorized before I even get up to the microphone because when you're reading it, people can hear that especially people who've done music for a long time. So if I'm coming down hard on myself or I hear it when they playing it back and it would sound better this way, I'll say, hey, take it back, punch it in. But that's the most I do as far as, you know, production. Now, Go Girl, like if I got a bass line in my head, then I'll say, ooh, Carlos, like this bass line right here, like th this is what I need, build a beat around this. And then Carlos can take it and he just goes. I, DJ AICBX, my bad. I, I'm That's my brother, so you know I call him by his first name, but AI, he'll just take what I need and, and go with it. You know what I mean? Um, but with Carlos, I mean with AI in the studio, I don't even have to like say anything because we've done music for so long that he knows how I want my voice to sound like he knows he doesn't need an effect on it he knows to go in there take out the extra breath so it sounds good like an engineer somebody with an engineer's ear is everything a lot of artists that they rap they record it you know on a computer on a laptop and think it's golden and they in a rush to put it out there get somebody that's an engineer to engineer your stuff because your levels will sound better. You won't sound like you're too far over the track or the track is too far over you. You won't have too many effects going at once. Like an engineer is important. So I always try to, to stay in my lane for the most part and let the engineers and the producers do their job with that because that that's not um, my expertise. So I can say what I don't like, but I can't mm -hmm. say what's best, if that makes sense. Shout out to DJ AI who is in the building. Yeah. Just want to let you know that he's in the building. Yeah, I saw him pop up here. I had to, had, had to shout him out. Wait a minute. He laughed because you know, because you, yes, we know him on a different level. But we ain't going to talk about that. We Hopefully, we can get it on the show sometime soon. <laughs> talk about what he used to do with Candy Productions, but you know, I want to say that I am proud of you. I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> I am so proud of you for continuing what you feel in your heart that you want to continue to do. You have a gift. Right. You most definitely have a gift. And what I want you to do is to guess what? You already know I'm going to ask, don't you? What you need me to do? All right. So at, towards the end of this interview, I'm going to want you to drop some bars and, you know, I'm going to drop a beat. <laughs> Let's see if we can get that combination going again okay. and, and, and see how it, you know, you know, I'm going I'm to bust a beat later. Okay. All right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about when you decided to transition your lyrics and actually talk about you and who Sid is in the sexuality category. And it, did you get like some pushback on that? Nope. I got a uh, warm embraces, especially um, like people just, I feel like people liked it more. Now, you know, I did a show, uh, I did a podcast with Darnell and we had actually talked about that, you know, the LGBT community in hip hop. And sad to say it, 
but it's easier for the rap game to embrace me than it is for the rap game to embrace Darnell, who's very talented, you know, um, has good songs. And uh, I feel like I don't get as much pushback as people would think I, I would. Now, of course, you got guys that want to battle you, and they got the typical lines about, you know, being gay and this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's always a, a, a goofy, you know, a cornball. But as far as pushback or it stopping me from, from doing anything or hitting any stage that I wanted to be on or getting a feature I wanted to get, getting people to listen, it's never stopped me. You know what I mean? But a lot of people who listen to my music already know who I am as a person. So they get excited for it. You know what I mean? Um, everything I rap about is not always gay, 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 gay. And I think that's another thing that's a benefit because, I mean, I don't want to just have a, a whole mixtape about being gay and doing gay stuff i mean that's that's a big part of my life but that's not my my life you know what i mean like that's mm -hmm. that's not the biggest part of who i am or the biggest part of my day i mean to me that's just like something i live with you know what i mean like i don't i don't put that on when i leave the house so it, it, it's already who i am so. you actually talk about you say that too it's a lyric in one of your songs you say yeah, that. I don't just rap about gay. Yeah, I say that. <laughs> I, I don't know if these yeah. kids on here or not, so I'm trying to, you know, keep it clean. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, we're on the internet, so hey, right. you know, everything but else I will be already anyway. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, the thing that when I talk to Darnell, I'm like, I don't. You are who you are. I don't see you for who you are. I see you for your talent. I listen to the music. So right. that's what I listen to. But I noticed that you had spoke about that in your lyrics. And that's why I didn't know, you know, because I didn't think I heard it back in the day. So I wanted to just kind of touch bases on that. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I was trying to do songs like, like I would have a boyfriend. Uh, my cousin hit me up about doing a feature for somebody down south and was like you gotta rap like a girl i'm like but who gonna do the video you know and i wrote the song and it was real ratchet and i killed it but you know i'm still rapping in my voice and when she sent it to him the response was like dang she killed that but she came a little too hard you know can she tone it down some and i'm and i was just like you know at this point i tried it but it wasn't something that I was comfortable with. So I didn't go any further with it. I let another woman, you know what I mean? Who that's her lane, take your shot with this. Now I can write anything you ask me to write and I can write for other people. But me personally, I'm just not in the, you know, the, 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 the facade of being in the middle no more. Like it, it was too obvious anyway at the time, but <laughs> I just started living in my truth in my music and the music to me is better so um the opportunities was better like i said opening up for big frida that was probably number one on the shows i've ever done which big frida performance wise is probably one of the four people that i'd ever see in concert anyway again like i'm not with the just stand still rappers but for big frida to be able to stand on the stage and just command the crowd the way that she does like that was crazy like to see that like it put me back in that mode of oh nine you know <laughs> and uh 
just just made me feel young again doing it. But I don't I don't get the pushback. Um, I get booked at straight venues. I get booked at gay venues. Like I I think, but like I said, I think that's because a lot of people know me personally, and they know mm -hmm. if they book me, they know what they're gonna get. They know they're gonna get a show. Um, I did a show. It was an all female ticket. It was at like some, I think State Street Pub with FAF. Uh, I I don't remember what the acronym stands for, but we killed it. You know what I mean? And you had straight girls, gay girls. You know what I mean? And it was just a big celebration of women doing music and me being gay and having gay lyrics and still spitting what I spit. I didn't felt like I was received any differently than the other women up there. But for an artist like Darnell. It's always going to, before he even hits the stage, once people know who he is, like, it's always going to be different for him. And I hope that one day that that changes, that people can just be like, you know, this song is a good song. He he, he really spent, he really talking about something on this song. Like, I hope that one day we get to that point where, you know, dudes don't feel like, oh, you gay because you listening to a gay dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you gay because this gay dude on stage and, and you you hyping him up. You you gassing him up. You hyping him. Like, I hope one day we get past that. I'm guessing that that's probably going to be a long time just because you still have people that are in the industry that are on the down low. Right. Um, you know, so it's just going to be like a step by step. And, and, you know, hopefully people can just, like I said, see people for their talent when it comes to especially something like this right. and not look past. And, you know, I, I, we talked about this on the candy show years ago. It's like this. I, I can't judge you for what you do behind closed doors because you don't know what I do behind closed doors. Right. And at the end of the day, we all fall short. So nobody's perfect. Right. And it's not about for me to judge who you are. I could care less if you want, you know what I mean? Right. I want to know you and I I know you as a person, not you specifically, but I just know a person as a person. Right. And Listen. that should be all that matters. And talent should speak for itself. You know? Thank like, you. If he ain't up there with no significant other doing what they do on the stage, then just listen to the song and enjoy the music for being music. You know, don't don't think too too much into it. Cause I listen to everybody else stuff and I don't think too much into it. You know, It ain't changing right. my lifestyle. I don't feel like they forcing it on me, but for some reason, just in this lifestyle, being who you are and being in the entertainment industry, they think that, you know, it's some big hidden agenda or some plot for you to just make the world like you. That's not the case. Like I, I appreciate individuality. You know, I don't want everybody to be gay just cause I'm gay. You know, I like straight people to be straight. One, you know, that's just too much competition anyway. Now it's going to be everybody in a way. And then two, like, it's just the, the dynamics are different. You know what I mean? And, and I appreciate that that difference. I appreciate having somebody to talk to that doesn't already have, like, a bias in my relationship, like talking to Los about stuff I go through. Or Los talking to me about stuff. He got, like, like, the difference is valuable in people, but one side has to learn to embrace the other side the way the other side is embracing them. And I don't know how we'll bridge that gap, but 
hopefully one day like it'll just people get out of this mindset that just because you're a gay entertainer and you're on tv or you're on the radio that you want everybody to be gay because cardi b can rap about kissing another girl or megan the stallion can rap about kissing a girl or nikki and people love it you know what i mean mm-hmm. but excuse me it's a big deal that everybody finds out frank ocean is gay like you know what i mean like that that's whack hey. And I don't know, I think it's because when you talk about and utilizing the word gay, a lot of people think of women. And with it being, quote unquote, acceptable for the women to be with other women, it's not as acceptable when you hear about a man being with a man. So I think that's another part of it as well. So um, I, like I said, I don't, Whatever you do behind closed doors, that's that's on you. You know what I mean? It doesn't take away from the talent that God has given you or your music that you have made. So I want to say this. I'm going to go back. I've heard you say before, you're working towards being a better you. Mm-hmm. You're losing weight. Right. I want to say kudos for that. I see you on your workout game. Thanks. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You are inspiring me. <laughs> All right, now, here shortly, we're going to play Go Girl, which I love it. It's, it's like a, an anthem, so I tell you what, I will be bumping it. Good, good. Tell everyone how they can reach you, follow you, book you. I know you said you kind of just now getting back into the swing of things, mm-hmm. but uh, and then, you know, maybe they can listen to some of your songs, because I... There's a song that you have also with a a gentleman. Tell us a little bit about that one. It's um on your IG. On my IG. Uh out the gate. Uh so yeah, that's a song I did with an artist that a lot of people know uh from back in the day is Lil Kev. Uh Kev Hendricks, um, who was also featured on McGraw Ave on uh which is a series on Amazon Prime by uh, Murder Pain. Um, I recorded that with Nutty Buddy at Nutty Buddy Studio. Uh, Nutty Buddy made that beat, and I mean, we literally went in there, Nutty Buddy made the beat, we wrote the verses, you know, Kev did the hook, and that was was a song. Um, and, And that was an experience where, like, you get what you pay for, you know what I mean? I wasn't paying for no beat that you done made for somebody else, but you selling to me. Nutty Buddy literally sat down. He had, hit first of all, his studio was nice. But sat there, made the beat for me, right? Did everything, different instruments, all that. Um, Kev did the verse for me right then and there. And I paid them for that song. And it, and it felt good to pay somebody for their work because I know how it feels to not be paid for your work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, back to that, what's your budget thing? And, you know, I knew they was about their business because when I was hitting Kev up about the features and he said he was back in town, you know, he was like, what's your budget? You know, I told him my budget and I, I got a song out of that. Um, and what mind working with him again, but I see, you know, from from his socials, I see he's had kids. Like I said, he's acting. He's on McGraw Ave, right? Well, he was on McGraw Ave. Um, but Out the Gate is a common term here in indie and it's something that i say all the time and it was just a club anthem a hype track um basically saying out the gate i need everything out the gate 
my respect, my money, you know, my credit, all that. Give it to me out the gate. Don't wait on it. So tell everyone how they can follow you and, and uh, hopefully book you for future shows or future features. Um, so to follow me, my my Instagram is Big Sid, B-I-G-S-Y-D underscore C-B-X-C. And that's for Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you want a feature, uh, send me a beat and a concept to my music email. It's sydneyblamemusic at gmail.com. That's S-Y-D-N-E-E-B-L-A-N-E music at gmail.com. Uh, same if you want to book me for a show, reach out to me first in my email, and then we'll exchange numbers and go from there. Uh, my Facebook page, Sid Blaine, has been deactivated for right now. That was one of the things that I felt I needed to fast from and just dabble in intermittently. So every now and then I pop up on that Facebook page and check in on my people, say what's up, you know. And then I get right back off of it because I was at a point going through what I was going through when I was in my sit-down phase where I could just be on Facebook all day. And, you know, I noticed that, dang, I'm waking up, the first thing I'm doing is grabbing my phone and getting on Facebook. Or dang, I ate fries and I just felt like I had to tell Facebook eating fries right now. You know what I mean? So I really worked on breaking myself out of that habit because social media and it can be addicting, you know, and it can keep you stagnant. It can keep you in the same place for a long time and you don't even know it. You look up, you wake up, you get to scrolling, you following this argument or whatever, and now it's five o'clock and you don't even know where the time went. So my Sid Blaine Facebook page might be up more consistently sometime next year but for right now just instagram you can follow me on twitter and like i said sydneyblamemusic at gmail.com if you need a feature or want to book me for a show so uh see it i'm gonna bust a beat <laughs> okay i, ho I hope okay. i got lag and you want to bust a beat or you want me to give you something acapella no nah, let's see let's see you know let's see let's see how it go yeah, let's see how it goes. And then at the same time, you might see me do like this, and then we cut it at that point. All right. Because then I want to play your song, Go Girl. Okay. Okay. Woof. Here we go. Hopefully, technology will work in our favor. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, here we go. I think it's glitching. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I would do it, but but it keeps stuttering on you on my end. That's cool. Not a problem. How about you do this? Give us a little free flow, free flow, <laughs> free flow style from you. Okay, you ready? All right, you cut me off whenever you're ready. I, I, I'm. A, All right, just think you like this. this. It's written, but I feel like it fits the time. I just did this, recorded it, uh, and you could catch it on the video too. But in case you missed it, uh, here we go. So, 
Mask on, mask off, this ain't Snapchat. Got it in the bag, tricking, I ain't talking rap snacks. I came up a tad bit, I ain't trying to backtrack. I'm just trying to stack racks and stay up where I lacked at. Y'all can kiss my black ass, chilling in my melanin. Black lives matter, fists raised when I'm yelling it. American dream, what is that? And who's selling it? Only thing they taught us was the game and what a felon is. Cold world, I see another black goddess, I'm like, go girl. Don't let them tell you that you can't, since this your world. Thick lips, thick hips. Natural world curls. That's the thing about them clams. They always make pearls. You know I'm shining, bitch, like copper in the sunlight. Couldn't be us mentally. They turned it into gunfights. They always been in fear of the black mind. They can't see the truth with that calcified third eye. We the best, though. Let that resonate. Stress for what? No, I'd rather meditate. It's black lives that they trying to decimate. Protect myself, no, I never hesitate. But back at it, they turn blacks into crack addicts. Gangerhood, Planned Parenthood, we reproduce like jackrabbits. Did everything they could to create bad habits and couldn't stay away because culture vultures are like black magnets. They love everything we do, but they hate us. Oh, my bad, all right. Nah, you cool. You was going to let me get in a moment. I, I, I was waiting, but then I was like, dang, you spitting something that really needs to be heard. Because that's, that's some good, like, dead spot on real world talk right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys. I want to thank my guest, Indianapolis female rapper, Miss Sydney Sid Blaine, for showing up. Oh, you know, you know. You are so welcome, and you know I can't wait for us to get back to a safe space yes, so we can yes. be together again. And the next time when I get a chance to get out there, I'm going to make sure I come and support. Definitely. But before we leave out of here, I want to make sure that we play Go Girl. So we're going to roll out of here with that. All right. And if there's anything that we have not talked about, please let everyone know. I just want to say the track she's about to play is really an anthem for the ladies. Um, it's timeless. It's something that you can dance to and get hyped, and you ain't got to be called a bitch or a hoe the whole time. So I hope y'all enjoy it. Sydney Blame Music at gmail.com or BigSid underscore CBXE on Instagram and Twitter. And guys, please make sure you continue to follow The Candy Show. I see we got some issues with some technical difficulties, but we're going to keep it rolling. Here we go. Everybody, make sure that you follow Miss Sid Blaine on Instagram. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, that's that. We're gonna that's do that, that again because that's what happens when you turn it all the way up. <laughs> that's that real bass. Here we go. All right, we about to start this all over. Cause they can't beat you Own house, own car, career, and a degree I just gotta salute you 
grudge, you motivated me. Proud and successful, everything good we should be. Independent, keep it classy, you ain't worried about these shoes. Keep your head down and your nails done, don't go for game, but you sell some. Main gig, your own business, your bills paid before the mail comes. Bone chick, so played out, baby girl, it's your time. Real women, business style, that's the type to make a wife. So instead of chasing love, chase that education. Get yourself together, baby, keep them fellas waiting. Wait. It's gonna be a ride if they work for the help. Okay, so check it out, Sid. I got a question real quick. And this is going to be the last question. We're going to roll out on this one. I noticed that you, this is a positive song. It's an encouraging song for the women. But girl, why did it be so trappy? Like, like strip club. <laughs> so one one thing we talked about was doing like an alternative version uh for for the club, the older crowd, the dance crowd, the twerking crowd. Um, but that was the baseline when I told you that I, I did the baseline for the song and told Carlos to do everything else. So that doom 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 doom. Like I like trap beats. I like bass heavy beats. I. Even in the studio, if Carlos playing beats, you can ask him. I'm going for the one with the most bass. Like it's it's rare that you're gonna hear me on something that I choose that don't have a, a, a trappy bass line. I mean, it could be a gospel song that somebody want me to write, and I'm gonna want it to have a, a good bass line. <laughs> so uh, look, that's the reason why the little speakers were all blown out at the very at the very beginning. <laughs> oh God. Can they can they get Go Girl? Uh, so you can find Go Girl on YouTube, um, and iTunes and Apple Music. Uh, is it on my SoundCloud? I'm not sure if it's on my SoundCloud, but yeah. So just search Sydney Blaine Go Girl, and you can find the track. All right, see, it is time for us to go. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Candy Show. Thank you for having me, and Candy. You're welcome. Stay blessed. Stay positive. Stay in that gym. And you know you've got my support all the time. Yep, you got mine too. I know we on a similar journey, so you do the same thing. Yes, ma'am. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye.